This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome back, everyone, to Talking It Out with Bachelor Nation. We have a very special episode once again. We have Olumide from Michelle Season here to talk all things Bachelorette. And, you know, we just want to know about his journey. Uh, obviously, we saw him go home last week, but I heard he goes off, Mike, on yes. Mentel All. So I cannot wait to talk to him about that. Get a little tease in there, but you know how we do it. We got to first talk about our hot takes so I'm going to kick it over to you so you can uh, start things off. Well, kick it over, man. I appreciate it. But first and foremost, it's King Olu. King Olu. King, King Olu. Olu. Yes. King Olu. King Olu. Swolu. 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 I, <laughs> I like that name for he him. He flexed too. on him a couple times during the season. Hell, could you blame him? I would do the same thing. <laughs> nah, nah. He put in the work. He put in the work. Every single person listening needs to know. If and when I get Olu's body, my shirt, what is a shirt? I'm not wearing a shirt. <laughs> Say what you want to say about me. I'll put in the damn work for it. But <laughs> anyway, to the hot takes, man. So I want to talk about Nate's conversation with his stepfather. I believe his name is Charles, right? Uh, they're not. Uh, Charles is uh, not no longer married to his mother, but he was a wonderful man. And from what we saw yesterday, uh, from what we saw this past episode, and that was weird. It was the first time that they've said, I love you to each other. And he's been in Nate's life since I believe he was 13 years old, about 13, 14 years. And it's still almost a stigma. It's still a taboo topic for men to say, I love you, to show affection to another man, whether that be a father figure, a father, a family friend, you, Brian, my friend. And I just thought that was a really amazing moment that they shared even though it's supposed to be for michelle and nate to meet the family that side piece that took place was just magical and i think that all men should be able to be open with how they feel yeah man i mean i think it honestly has a lot to do maybe with the upbringing the situation you know how the stepdad came into the picture and whatnot but i i totally agree with you man like one thing that i gotta give credit to this show is that we've all talked about it it in that bubble, you become this like vulnerable, like super vulnerable person, right? Like it brings out all the feelings. Yeah. And I'm just so happy that who knows if that moment ever happens, if it wasn't for the bachelorette, you know what I'm saying? Even Nate said, it's like, look at you, Michelle, like bringing, bringing family together. Yeah. And was it was just such a beautiful moment. Like I got emotional shit. I, I was like, damn, man, that's, it's like, it's a beautiful moment. And it's at the same time, it's like, why didn't this happen sooner? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you could tell there's love, they care about each other. They just were never, to, they just were never able to open up. Well, that's and, what Nate said. He said, I don't even know why we haven't had this conversation yet. Yeah, yeah. So he was curious himself. Yeah, and it, it, it took this show to bring that out of them. And I'm just happy for Nate, like regardless of what happens moving forward, whether he's with Michelle or not, like, don't you think that their relationship is going to be so much better and they're going to be able to open up a little bit more, you know, in real life? Uh, absolutely. The way when Nate said, and Nate, you know, he broke down. Yeah. He was like, I won't, you know, I haven't told you this, but you're the man. It's, it's, that was dope. I was, a, I want, I want my kid to tell me this one day. He was like, I want to emulate my life after you. Like, I want to be the type of father that you were. And he comes back and says, you're going to be better. 
Oh, yes. oh, that 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 was emotional, bro. That was emotional. I mean, I, I don't know how they both. I don't know how the dad kept it together. I don't know how Nate kept it all the way together there. I mean, obviously he showed emotion later, but yeah, man, that was a beautiful moment. And I mean, you know, that, that's so important, man. Like us as men, we got to just be able to express that emotion, man, because life is short. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially if what 2020 and 2021 has taught us, you know what I'm saying? Is that life is short. You never know what can happen. You could be here one day gone tomorrow. So it's like, don't regret anything. You know what I'm saying? Like if you love somebody and you care for somebody, like let them know. A a sidebar about life is short. My mom taught me this uh, from some things that took place in our, our family's history. No matter when you get extremely mad at somebody, you know, that you love and care about, you never know what's going to happen when you walk out the door. So two things. One, make sure you have your keys. Don't be walking out the door all mad and you got to walk back in the house and you ain't got your keys. Embarrassing. But just say you love them and walk the hell out. And I love you and leave the situation. And uh, But I was on a funny aspect from just men speaking, my homeboys and I, we started saying I love you to each other when you know we have our, our little chats or whatnot. And they've gotten on me a lot. And I don't know if you do this, bro. <laughs> bro, I got a story about that. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Like when a man say I love you to another man, you can't just say I love you. It has to be something afterwards, like like bruh, like love yeah, you. Yeah, oh, I love you, bro. <laughs> hey, I love you, homie. Hey, I love you. Hey, you want to go play basketball right quick? Like it has to be, <laughs> it has to be followed up with something. Like you can't. They might be looking at you a certain way. <laughs> you can't go three seconds and just be silent. I love you. <laughs> bro it's funny i i mean I, I feel like i've told this story a couple times already and people have heard it but for those of you who don't know like yes you come off this show like we talked about nate you know all these guys they're opening up more than ever before like i remember you know we would they would put us to talk with each other and like express our emotions and then when i got home i would talk to my boys in the same way like i was in bachelorette mode so i'd be like bro man how you feeling like What's going on with your life? Like I, I would just like, ask like very deep questions, bro. That is exactly the re- the the response I got. They're like, "Are you okay? What's wrong with you? Like, why are you so sensitive? Or why are you why are you acting all funny?" I was like, "Bro, I'm just I just want to know how you are, man. I love you, bro. I care about you. You're my boy. Like, I want to know how's your family? How are you doing mentally? You know what I'm saying? But that's the way the type, it goes, man. I think the type of man that I am because all men we are all beautiful the way that we communicate, right? Except if you're a bad communicator, but the way me and my homies do it is via action, right? Like we do our check-ins with each other. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I heard this was going on with the wife or I heard this was going on with your, with your children or whatever the case may be with my homies. That's how we show our love. We say it every now and then, but it's more action-based. And we also, you know, we, we, we praise each other. Hey, King, good job for doing that. Yeah, yeah. You know, things of that nature. So just want to give an ode to uh, Nate, and for him having that conversation, for anyone listening, tell someone you love him today. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy for all those guys, man. I think her top four, Michelle's top four, are, are I mean, they've mentioned it multiple times. I think they're all great dudes. Um, yeah, you oh, know, okay. I think Joe. Joe was also he's 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 the quiet one, right? But I feel like he opened up more so than ever. Joe's uh, dad is the quiet one. Did you? <laughs> yeah, that conversation. That conversation. Pro- probably the most awkward of the night. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Yes. That was a little awkward. It was like, that you good? Convers- yeah, I'm good. Yeah, okay. that conversation was so awkward, like completely awkward. His dad, and then the cameraman just stood there. <laughs> it's like, y'all gonna go, y'all gonna change scenes? Like, come it's on, like crickets, that. crickets. Yeah. So hey, I actually, man. I'm blaming Joe's dad. Joe's dad, I love you, bro. Nothing, of course, against you. But, you know, the album don't fall far from the tree. Yeah, yeah. No, and I mean, I think that he's probably the one that has held back the most. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but hey, every little step counts. You know, if this pushed him forward to be able to express those emotions, because he's definitely done it with Michelle. I mean, if that can open up, open him up to doing that more with his family, then I love that for him and, and their relationship. Yes, because remember, Joe's mother said to Michelle, he hasn't even spoke to me about that mm. in regards mm-hmm. to his basketball injury and how that really affected him. And so, you know, whatever takes place, you know, with Michelle's journey and Joe, like you said, hopefully we'll see that's a continuation and Joe will know that, hey, it's okay to be open to somebody. And it actually brings you even closer to that yeah. person. Yeah. Let's talk about that, man. Like what, like we kind of 
notice two sides of the spectrum, right? Like I feel like Brandon and Rodney, they're a little bit more open with their families. And then we have yeah. like Joe and then Nate, who's never really communicated in that way. Like, how was it with you, you know, and talking to your moms about, you know, the women that's been in your life? And speaking of hometowns, have you brought a woman home to meet the family? Like, tell me some <laughs> stories, man. And I'll talk uh, about a little bit about what I went through in my hometown. Oh, man. <laughs> um, so I'm 33. I remember when I, before going to the military, I was 20 years old, right? Before going in, my mom said, please don't bring no girls home no more unless you see yourself marrying them. Cause I had brought like three girls home, like two girlfriends I had, the girl with the prom with my mom said, it was like, yo, you gotta come to church if you wanna go to prom with my son, uh, things of that nature. Then I guess we didn't last. It lasted like three months and, or less. And so my mom was like, yo, Mike, it's annoying that I'm getting attached to these girls and you like, y'all don't work out. Mm. And she was like, don't bring nobody else home until you see yourself to be like, you can really be with them, right? And I took that to heart. Like everyone knows I grew up, my three ladies, my mom, my sister, my grandma. So I took the heart and I brought one woman home. It's been, I'll be 34 in December. I brought one woman home since I was 20 years old. One woman home since 20. And that's the only one I've ever loved. Okay. And, and <laughs> that shit went horrible. <laughs> tall guy. We gotta we gotta hear this. We gotta hear this. Like, like what happened? So you I, brought her home. I brought her home. I, she saw she met my dad's side of the family. She met my mom's side of the family. Uh when we go meet my dad's side of the family, it was like, I was like, yo, this is this is this is what's up, bro. This is it. She over here on my dad's side of the family, we like to have a lot of fun. She over here twerking with my aunts, you know, okay. having, having, a, having a great time. She was aunts. comfortable. She was comfortable. Well, that's how the family is. Like they, yeah. you know, they, she was uh, resembling, right? She was doing like, she didn't want to like be awkward or whatever and be in the corner. But then that does not happen on my mom's side of the family whatsoever, right? A little bit more and, serious. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it went way more serious, right? And so, no, it, um, my ex at the time knew how important the relationship is between my mother and I. And like, I want whoever I marry in the future to be a really good friend is my younger sister, my grandmother and my mom. And my mom was so disrespectful to this girl. And it was because, and you, you can hear undertones of it from when you watch uh, hometowns on the show. A lot of the parents are intelligent and they say things like, I don't want you to break my son or daughter's heart, mm. nor do I want your, hard to get broken. And mind you, this is my first woman I had ever brought home and the only one I've ever brought home that I've actually loved because I've only loved one woman. And my mom just didn't like her from Jump Street. She just smelt her and didn't like her. And it was because <laughs> my, my mom felt that she was gonna break my heart, mm. right? And- don't, don't break my baby's heart. Yeah, but no. I mean, that's a part of life though. I did get my heart broken, <laughs> so mom was right. But- Mama knows best, man. It wasn't like, it was on some, she didn't break up. We, she didn't break my heart, like on something stupid. Yeah. You know, it was just a part of life. And so it didn't go well at all. But I will say at that very moment, I no longer, I was no longer a mama's boy. Mm. Because what I did was I told my mom about herself. Okay. I was like, yo, you will never do this again. I told her about herself. I, I took up for my ex at the time. I told my mom about herself. I said, I love you. I love you death, but this, 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 this is not what we're going to do. The way you raise me is respect the woman that I'm with and defend her. And even if that comes to you, I'm going to have to defend her against you because you're not going to be disrespectful like this way. But I also mm. told my ex, just because I did that, I'm, I'm going to put, hell no, you, you won't disrespect my mom either. Correct. So it, it goes both I, ways. It goes, it goes both ways. It goes both ways. So I grew a whole lot uh, in that encounter and in, in that exchange. And I'm glad that it happened because I know now how to have those difficult conversations. So first of all, how did your mom react to you saying that to her? And then I got a follow-up question after that. Uh, to be transparent, my mom was, we had an extremely tumultuous relationship for years. Uh -huh. uh, but she, she, she respected it. Yeah, she understood it. She's extremely respectful of me as I'm extremely respectful of her. And we love each other to death. I mean. Every time I get, I'm gonna take her on a date, you know, tell her about my life. Uh, I can't wait to bring home a woman to my mom because 
one thing my sister says, she's like, Mike doesn't bring home women often, but if he does, Seriously. I don't even, I don't even gotta like interrogate you because Mike's gonna do all he's in all the work already. Mm. Which they I trust definitely you. appreciate. They trust you. Yeah, they, yeah. they trust my judgment. That's all. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So follow-up question, man. We all know you didn't make it to hometowns on uh, your season. But what would that have looked like if you would have brought Hannah Brown home? What would that have looked like? How would that have gone? Is this on? T uh, alert. T alert. Um, <laughs> Isn't this our podcast? Well, I feel like I'm being interviewed right now. <laughs> um, hey, man, I'm going to talk about my hometown yeah, with Rachel back and forth. We, you can ask me whatever you want. Uh, let me see if I can say something quick and succinct. My grandma would have known, would have wanted to know her aspirations, if she's educated or if she's, uh, you know, uh, educated not in academia, but just educated in the world. Uh, if she has a head on her shoulders, intelligent. And if she doesn't, if she felt that she was, if my grandmother felt, so for tabloids, if my grandmother felt that she was not intelligent, she wouldn't have liked her. My sister would have been like, I'm gonna kick your ass if you break my brother's heart. <laughs> and my mom, <laughs> my mom would have been the sweetest thing ever. So wait, your sister would have said that straight up on camera? Nah, she would have said it when the camera wasn't looking. <laughs> okay, on, okay. on, cam on camera, my sister would have been like, yo, uh, my brother doesn't bring nobody home. Like, 0%. He ain't going to do this for no TV or nothing like that. And so, please don't hurt him. That's how she would have said it. And then she would have probably wanted to have some fun and do what, I don't know. She probably would have wanted to make a TikTok and go dance with her mom. <laughs> Bro, that's funny. That's funny you say that because my mom did say it on camera. My mom basically said, if you hurt my son, I kill you. I kill you. <laughs> I kill you. But you got to understand, like, everybody that's not Latin took that, like, oh, my God, Rachel, run. You know what I'm saying? Like, run as far as you can from this woman. But, like, when you say it in Spanish, like, let's say she told my dad to go to the supermarket and get some bread or whatever, and he forgot, ay, te mato. Like, it literally means I'll kill you in Spanish, but it's kind of like... Not really. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It's, it's just a saying. It's just a saying. And it sounds a lot softer in Spanish because it's like said so often, like between family members. And, you know, a certain a certain aspect of America took that the wrong way. And then I get DMs, Latin women saying, oh, we say that all the time. <laughs> like that's that's all day, every day in our family. You know what I'm saying? So I guess it just depends on how, you know, what you're exposed to and whatnot. But, you know, you know. That's so real. Like everything we've talked about in terms of our hot takes when it comes to uh, men being emotional, I think a part of that is cultural. Yeah. You know, so yeah. when it, and like I've gotten shunned on Instagram because some women feel that I'm too emotional. Right. When other women feel like, hey, he's just speaking how he feels. Stop. Don't come at him like that, you know? Yeah, like, let let them be, and so I think it it genuinely has a part to do with cultural and geographical. Yeah, as well as well, and third being your upbringing and what you've been exposed to, but yeah, that comes man. to a lot of things, and that's tough. I mean, because it's like on one end of the spectrum you're being too emotional, and then you know how many times do women get on certain men because they're not 
opening yeah, up na- enough. You know what I'm saying? Op- so it's like yeah. it's a thin line. You know what I'm saying? It's you gotta you gotta navigate. But I feel yeah, like man. just I feel like just be yourself and and get yeah. to know your partner. That's you, bro. Like that's the way, like you said, cultural. That's the way you grew up. You know, that's how you interacted through your family. Just be you. When I was I was we just had Thanksgiving. Uh shout out to everybody that, you know. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I was with my my three ladies for Thanksgiving. And when I'm there, I just, I'm just quiet. <laughs> they I'm do all quiet. the talking. <laughs> I, I just know that if we get into any type of debate, I'm going to be wrong because they're going to jump on me. That's how it goes, so, man. That's like, how it goes. From my upbringing, I just know, oh, I'm around women. I'm just going to shut up because I'm going to be wrong no matter what. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> you're right. My bad. Like, literally, that's my upbringing. It's just, Mike, you're wrong. I don't want to hear your shit. So I'm like, all right, cool, bet. So Brian, enough about me talking about my hometowns and what would have happened. You did get a hometown. Your mom's talking about she's gonna kill. <laughs> Rachel. Well, it's so crazy, of course. That that bachelorette edit, you know what I'm saying? Like they actually started laughing after the fact. Like Rachel didn't take it seriously at all. And she, my mom started laughing too. But of course, they cut it off right, you know, the preview to the next episode was like right when she said I kill you. <laughs> so of course it sounded all dramatic, but you know, they've gotten to know each other. And what's crazy is that they're so much alike. Like they're both firecrackers. They both speak their mind. And like, I'm more like my dad, like I'm more chill, reserved. And it's like, that's me. Yeah. So, you know, it was just really, really cool to see that dynamic and how it's grown uh, today till today. But I mean, I speaking on both ends, I mean, when she came to my hometown she was so nervous man like we were about to turn the corner to walk in the house and like she was visibly shaken you know i mm-hmm. think she i think we both knew that we were super you know really into each other so this was like a big moment you know my previous serious sex girlfriend hadn't gotten along with my mom so you know she wanted to you know she wanted to show out you know what i'm saying she yeah. wanted to put on a good impression and um and she certainly did that you know what i mean like she won them over that night and uh you know like all the parents that we saw in the previous episode on Michelle's season, everybody was surprised that their son was, you know, at this level with this woman in such a short amount of time. Because, you know, bro, like our, our parents oh, yeah. are old school. They're like, what? You know, a couple months and y'all already like thinking about getting engaged. Like, come on now. That's what my dad was saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I don't buy this. I don't buy this. But um, yeah, so I was a lot more chill in my hometown. Now going to her hometown, it was... It was nerve wracking to say the least. You know what I'm saying? I was being the judge. Okay. Yeah. And what's crazy about that is it was a little different dynamic because as you saw on this episode, like the guys didn't interact with each other. Like once they went to hometowns, like they were all separated. You know what I'm saying? But I actually got to see uh, Eric and Peter come back and tell me about their hometowns. You know what I'm saying? So like I got two different ends of the spectrum where it's like, you know, Peter came back saying, you know, he was really intimidating. Like we didn't really talk that much. And then Eric was like, yeah, you know, we got to know each other a little bit. And towards the end, like we bonded and, you know, we, we understood each other. So it's like, which judge am I going to get? You know what yeah. I, mean? so I was like super nervous. I was like, so I don't want to be intimidated. So I got to look him in the eye. You know what I'm saying? I was like <laughs> coaching myself, like look him in the eye, like be honest, like tell him how you feel about his daughter. And I was exactly that. He ended up saying that I, I talked a lot, you know. Say so. I don't know if that was just because I was nervous, but um, you know, I was just really. Wait, he told you that to your face? No, he told Rachel, and he she told me after the fact (laughs) because she asked him. Of course, she's like, "What do you think of all the guys?" And I'm not going to put out there what she thought of the other two. I'm not going to ask. (laughs) But he's like, "I like Brian. He did talk a lot, but I liked him. You know what I'm saying?" So that was like my that was my feedback. Bro, that's just a premonition. You got to talk it out. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it was a it was a great conversation. I mean, not gonna lie, he was intimidated. He he came in a full suit. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't on camera because he didn't want to be on camera. So we talked off camera, right? Oh, so, he, oh, I, ooh, I like yeah, him. Yeah, I he like was on. Him. He was like, no, no, no. I don't want to be. I don't want to be a part of this mess. It's like I want to talk well, to you behind the scenes. In a suit, it, decked but, out. I mean, that's how he goes to work. He's always he's always tailor made, bro. Like that he's always dressed sharp. That would have made if I let's say I uh, met Hannah Brown's parents and her dad was like, I'm not going to meet you on camera, but I do. I will meet you. I I should have gained 100 points in my book. Okay, 
Yeah, no, I, I, I respect him so much. I love him. Shout out to Joe yeah, Lindsay. The, yeah, the level um, of respect. Yeah. To be honest, the actual, the toughest person in that during that day was her sister. I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah. Constance was. She was all me, boy. Like she would ask me a question, I'd like answer it, and she's like, "But I don't get it. Like, why? <laughs> why? Why?" How do you know? How do you know? And I was like, I just told you. <laughs> like, what, what more do you, you want from me? What more do you want from me? <laughs> but whatever. Obviously, you know, we uh, we we hashed it out, and hey. you know, we love each other now. So it's a uh, it's a beautiful thing, man. It just it's just it's just She's good to reminisce. Absolutely, and it's just good to reminisce and look back how how those types of relationships start, man, and you know how they how they progress and where they are now. So, oh, bro, I, I'm we're gonna have to have a talk because I, I had a conversation with my therapist. And she she always broke down because of something I said to her. Wait, but the therapist broke down? That was the other way around. For something I told my therapist, yeah. But oh, we're gonna man. have a different we're gonna have to have that a different conversation for a different day based on what you just said. But somebody that I really wanted to see a hometown was King Olu. Swolu, man. King Swolu, King Olu. I wanna know about what his hometowns would have been like. So let's bring him in. Let's do it. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Swolu! What, what is going on, bro? Biggest muscles on the season in the house. Hey. Yes, Brian, you lost it. Olu's beating you. Olu looks better in the church right now, bro. Hey, I, I, I'll give him all the credit, man. All the credit in the world. We saw you, we saw you, Olu, flexing on them during the season. Hey, I, I had to. I had to. I had to do anything I can to stand out. So, hey, uh, it worked. Absolutely. You're going you gonna to stand out just by being the person that you are, bro. Like you were the sound one in the house from the, from the get go anyway. But I mean, it don't help to have, you know, I told Brian this before you came on, if I had your body, my shirt would never be on. <laughs> I don't care who hears it. Call me what you want to call me. I work hard for it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> now what's, what's been up, man? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm chilling. Um, it's been a long day, but um, I'm happy to end the evening with you guys and just talk about I guess my journey and everything. Uh, so Olu, uh, on every episode we have a a hot take session, right? And on today, okay. Brian and I were going back and forth about hometowns and how that, I didn't get to go, uh, I didn't have a hometown with Hannah Brown, but I really wanted to see your hometown. So yeah. I just wanna know, let, let the listeners know, how would that have gone? Oh yeah, um, my ho my hometowns, like per se, like that, that would have been a movie, literally. Um, so uh, I grew up in uh, Patterson, New Jersey, and uh, actually, well, I was born in Patterson, New Jersey, then grew up in Woodland Park, a town next over. And, um, you know, just growing up, I just, I was the basketball head. You know, I was a quiet kid, but, you know, I was one of those who, I was friends with everyone. Um, <laughs> had the good friends, the bad friends. I was friends with the nerds too. So, um, you know, I was a well-rounded kid. And um, yeah, to, you know, moving fat, moving forward, uh, hometowns. My hometowns uh, definitely uh, would have been, uh, definitely would have been one of the funniest hometowns uh, in the sense of Michelle meeting my my family. You know, I don't- Who would have been there? Who would have been there? Oh man, it would have been my sisters. I would have had all four, well, five of my sisters. I have four sisters and then my stepsisters. So okay. all together five. So I would have had them, uh, my father, my mother, who's actually uh, living in Atlanta, Georgia. My parents are divorced. So um, honestly, I would have had the whole gang, everyone, as much as possible. My aunties, uncles, oh, you know. The extended family would have been oh, there. Okay. They would have had a barbecue. They would have had everybody <laughs> Oh, else. man. Trust me, because um, Michelle, like, you know, my family will definitely have to, like, feel out Michelle and see, you know, if she's the right woman for me. You know, my family, they're very, very protective of me. So, um you know, that that that's exactly how it would have gone for sure. Olu, have you brought any woman home before? And if so, how does your how does your parents and sisters take that? Oh man. So um I think it's 
I've been in four different relationships. Okay. And uh, the only woman I brought to my parents was my very first girlfriend. Uh, that's my high school, first love. Um, you know, my father sees that as puppy love. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> every everyone else after, um, you know, I didn't really, um, I didn't bring them to my parents. You know, I just felt like uh, I needed to see more in order to, you know, introduce them to my parents. Oh, Lord, you about to get a text. Somebody going to be mad at you. <laughs> Olu, Olu, there was a, obviously a big moment on the season when you had a, a really emotional talk, man. I mean, I, we commended you so much on that episode when you talked to Michelle, you know, you talking about your sisters, how they weren't seen, you know, growing up and, you know, how you you had their back the entire time and you supported Michelle in that situation. Like, how do you think Michelle would have bonded with them, you know, having that similar uh, experience? Oh, I, I definitely feel like my sisters and Michelle, they, you know, they would have had like a, a very strong connection, um, you know, due to the fact that they have similar upbringing, you know, um, you know, the high school I went to was the all white high school. So and then uh, my sisters, they they all played basketball as well. So, you know, they got similar, uh, a lot of similarities. But um, yeah, it's just it just. You know, it seems like, uh, you know, unfortunately, Michelle, she didn't get a chance to understand me as a person, uh, understand my story, you know, understand my my upbringing. And, um, you know, due to the more due to the short amount of time, um, you know, that wasn't able to happen. But, uh, you know, I feel like overall my family and Michelle family definitely would have gelled well. Olu, talking about uh, on the show, you didn't get to show the side of you, uh, your upbringing, things of that nature. But we saw, we heard you on our sister station, Bachelor Happy Hour. Um, you know, you had talked about the teddy bear date, mm -hmm. and bro, you were so open, honest, emotional, um, yeah. and it was just powerful to see you. You know, you break down and cry like that. Uh, talk yeah. about in your upbringing. Because a part of our hot take that we had earlier today was about men and vulnerability, right? And men yes. telling another man, I love you, bro. I can't even say it right now. I love you. <laughs> you got to follow up with the bro. <laughs> you got to. What about your upbringing helps you be so open emotionally? Honestly, um, I have to salute my father, uh, you know, for me being open. My father, since I was born, my father, you know, he had, you know, shown me a lot of love, including my mother as well. Um, you know, communication has has always been a big thing. And uh, funny enough, in like um, the Nigerian culture, um, showing emotions is not really common, you know. Um, but uh, unfortunately, I have uh, well, not unfortunately, but <laughs> luckily, I have uh, I have a great family who are open and they just express, you know. Um, you know, they really get on me with communication, you know, and just uh, showing emotion and just just expressing how I feel, you know. Um, you know, I've always, I haven't always been the most expressive guy growing up, but, um, you know, over time, this is, this is like, uh, this is something I've, I've really worked on. Olu, you know, I like how you kind of touched on, we didn't get to see or hear you speak about your upbringing. But we also were able to see and hear you talk about the teddy bear date on Bachelor Happy Hour. And I just got to commend you, Brian and I both do, for how open and emotional that you were when you broke down. Can you talk about an experience or shall I say the experience that took place in your life when you were younger that changed your life in terms of being open to being able to have those conversations? Yeah. So uh, funny enough, um, me being open as a man, uh, showing emotion, that's something I struggled with uh, throughout my childhood. And, uh, you know, despite me having loving parents and them expressing emotion, it's just, it was just something that um, was just very hard to, you know, to let out. Um, you know, I'm a man of action, so um, I'm just used to showing my love and affection through, through action. And, um, you know, I think, that one-on-one -on -one time with Michelle, that was really a, a breakthrough moment for me uh, in my life. Um, you know, I haven't really uh, <laughs> bawled out and cried to a woman ever 
like in my life like that. You know, not, so, not even your your as your dad would say, puppy face, puppy dog face. Oh man, not at all, not at all. Like my dad used to call me, <laughs> he used to call me cold-hearted because, <laughs> um, you know, something, you know, maybe maybe I did something when I was younger. I did something bad, and then he'll just call me out on it, and I just. You know, I showed no remorse, you know, no, no sense of, uh, you know, guilt or, or feeling sorry. So, um, you know, like, like I said, me showing emotions, uh, that's something like I, I had to work on. And I think it was at the point when I reached college, that's when I started to learn myself uh, as a person and, um, you know, learn to open up. So, um you know that 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 one-on-one time with uh, with Michelle, that was just um, you know kind of it 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 touched my heart because um, you know me understanding her struggles and understanding you know where I come from, uh, how my how I was raised, how my sisters was raised. You know, it was just an immediate connection. Um, you know, it just it just made me ball out and cry. Cause um you know I understand exactly how she feels. Talk about that, man. Like what what um how was it like growing up with your sisters? Like being the only guy. Yeah. So um yeah, me being the only guy and, and growing up with a bunch of sisters is just you know you have to be you have to be really attentive. So you know I you know I explained um you know I mentioned that you know I wasn't really um I didn't show emotions growing up, but for some reason, like when it came to my sisters, like, you know, we always had that strong connection, that bond. So, um, you know, growing up, you know, my sisters didn't feel the most beautiful, you know, uh, in the school, you know, being, I think my high school was probably like five, 10% black, you know, and then uh, majority was Hispanic and then white. So like, you know, the African-American uh, students in the school, they weren't really looked at as, uh, I guess, that hot type of person, like, you know, in the high school. So, um, you know, my sisters, you know, it's always every morning, you know, I wake up, you know, they always ask me, oh, how do I look? Um, how does my hair look? Do you think I look cute? Um, <laughs> from time to time they'll they'll talk to me about this boy that they just met at the school and um you know that they don't feel confident enough to uh to approach them you know this and that and um you know it's just yeah it's a lot <laughs> did they bring a lot of like boyfriends home were you that protective older brother you know when they brought yeah. somebody home yeah, yeah. so um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> so uh, boyfriends, when it comes to boyfriends, I don't even think my sister, my sister didn't have her first boyfriend till maybe college. So, and, um, you know, I always told her like, look, <laughs> like these men out here, there's certain men out here that are, you know, they're no, no. So like, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to do, you know, background, a background check on them. So, um, you know, they're kind of scared to bring men around me, even up to this day. But um, Dude, I, I can understand why. I mean, have, have you seen you, bro? Of course, of course they are. Hey, hey. I mean, you know, I want them to find, uh, you know, the right, the right type of guy. You know. Oh, well, talking um, about talking about that, man. I got to ask you. Yeah. So I have a sister in my household, and I remember um, some of my other friends in high school would have sisters as well, and there's like. For me, there was a certain, I always looked at how, what, what position are you when it comes to your sisters? Yeah, um, so I have two younger, two older. Okay, oh wow, so right you're in right in the middle. Right, right, the middle. right dead so middle. <laughs> what is that dynamic like when it comes to how you carry yourself and the women that you bring home, the women that you date, how you date? Yeah, so um, when it comes to dating, um, <laughs> I'm very, I'm like, I'm very, very picky, you know, when it comes and we, you know, homie, I got homie. We say we say selective because picky has a negative connotation, but selective, you know, you you, you won't be married to one woman, bro. So you being selective for your lady. So I'm selective. Uh, you know, I'm the I'm the type of guy I like to take it. I like to take it easy. I don't like to to rush things or anything. So, um, you know, um, funny enough, like with my sisters, you know, they 
they mentioned that they want a guy with similar qualities to me, you know, and then it's like vice versa with me, you know, uh, for some reason. So, you know, a woman that's funny and just attentive and, um, you know, just just very spontaneous, you know, which is how I am. Um, you know, those are like the qualities um, of a woman I look for. So you were mentioning that, you know, like you're that protective brother, you know what I'm saying? Like when the tables are turned and you, let's say, bring somebody home or you're dating somebody oh. and your sisters meet them, are they very opinionated? Do they tell you what's oh. up or? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. So, um, yeah, there's, uh, you know, me and my sisters, um, you know, we're very, very open and uh, very opinionated. You know, we don't hold back. Uh, when We don't like something, you know, we, we just. We just say it how how it is, and that's that Patterson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's um, that's a, a promise. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. So Olu, I'm trying to, I want to get to know you because you know, as an audience, we didn't get too too deep into it, right? We wanted to though. Uh, what's been like your biggest struggle when it comes to dating and relationships thus far? Yeah. yeah. Um. Honestly, I'll say my biggest struggle is, um, I don't know if it's a struggle, but yeah, it might not you know, um, every relationship I've had, um, you know, I feel like uh, I've always been the one to give more, you know, mm. give, my, give my all. And, um, you know, I felt like uh, I've been in situations where like, I've been taken advantage of, you know, mm. um, you know, and, um, you know, when, when you give a lot, you know, this is from my experience, like just giving a lot to women and then they just continue to raise expectations and demands and this, and it's just like, you know, and them not showing like a sense of appreciation, like this is like stuff that I've dealt with in my past, you know? Um, so just me giving too much of myself, it just ended up biting me in the ass. <laughs> what, what about you? What are some things that you know, you've struggled with yourself in regards to uh, having that everlasting relationship. Yeah. Um, I, I'll say, um, you know, I'm, I'm a very attentive type of guy, but um, I'm also focused, uh, you know, okay. I'm focused on, on, on myself, you know, I, I feel like, uh, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not at a place where I need to be yet. And, um, you know, I, you know, some women may say that um, I'm selfish, you know, for just focusing on myself. But, um, you know, at I mean, I've been in relationships where I, I try to balance and show that I care and, you know, and have that love, um, you know, for them. So, um, you know, I think uh, like the best thing is to show that, you know, I'm able to prioritize my time in a sense, yeah. How do you think the the show prepared you to basically be okay with yourself, you know, giving all of yourself to to uh, to women in your relationships? Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. This this show this show was definitely a a great challenge. You know, I'm in front of millions of viewers out there in the world, and you know, just having to be vulnerable and you know, give so much of myself, you know, um, you know, I think this, this show definitely, uh, it showed me a lot. It, it, you know, it taught me patience, you know, um, you know, I'm on, on the show, I'm with 30 guys and, um, I have to wait for my time and, you know, I could have easily exploded, you know, interrupted other people's one-on-ones, but, um, you know, patience is a virtue and that's that's something that um you know i took you know from my time there and um you know not rushing hitting on that talking about patience and uh, not rushing uh and you know being with 30 other guys in the house men tell all just happened <laughs> can you give us a little tease of what took place on that we heard we heard you go off yeah <laughs> yeah oh man yeah Men, men's tell all, man. That was uh, I was like World War Three, literally. Uh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Was, Get your popcorn ready. <laughs> sure, for sure. 
Um, all I got to say is everyone better be prepared, like literally. Um, it's um, good versus evil, literally. Mm. Like, this, mm. this man's still off, seriously. <laughs> Question, man. Um, Michelle, I distinctly remember this when she mm. let you go. The mm. conversation you had right when you walked out the door, she said that you were one of the most sincere people that she's ever met. Like how how did that make you feel, man? Yeah, um, it it meant a lot. Um, you know, I I've always felt since the day I laid laid eyes on Michelle that you know she saw me. You know, she's always you know I'm I was like one of those guys that you know I struck an interest and in, which is why I survived every rose ceremony. You know, there was something there about me. Um, that just struck her interest and she just wanted to know more. And, um, you know, her her saying those words to me, um, obviously it meant a lot, but um, at the same time, it's like, you know, I, I just I just wish that, you know, my journey could have, you know, continued. You know, maybe, maybe I would have had a shot, um, you know, if I made it to hometowns. Talk to me about your headspace, like in that time, you know, you obviously didn't get a one-on-one, -on -one. you were down to like the last six guys, you were the only one that didn't get a one-on-one, -on -one. like how did you, like did you kind of see, like your days were numbered, did you still have confidence, you think you could still, you know, make a move, how, how what were you thinking at that point? Yeah, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm a very positive type of guy, you know, I don't, you know, obviously, um, <laughs> I can accept reality of things, but um, yeah, I was the only guy who didn't receive a one-on-one. -on -one. But um, you know, I knew at the same time, like as long as I just, you know, have my have my head straight and just continue to do what I do, that maybe maybe I have a shot, you know. Um, but um, <laughs> something deep down inside told me that um, my days were somewhat numbered in the sense of, you know, we were approaching hometowns, you know, I knew hometowns was around the corner. Um, I knew other guys, you know, had a stronger connection and uh, just the odds of me, you know, moving forward that, you know, it was, it was very slim. Yeah. <clears throat> Talk about hometowns, man, go on to go back to that. And well, no, I want to touch base on exactly what you just said. I don't know about for you, Brian, because you did get the first impression rose. You ended up with Rachel. Y'all are happily in love. But for Olu, me and you, bro, me and you, Brian, he's he's one of the, you know, he's he got the the golden apple, shall I say, right? From Michelle season. Hey. Golden apple. Hey. Did you feel as if was it you and or you and all the other fellas like kind of knew like where Michelle's likeness was at the most? Or do you feel like you had an equal shot as everybody else? Um, I feel like uh, I had an equal shot okay. as everyone else in a sense. Um, yeah, yeah. I I didn't feel that way. I felt like I kind of knew Michelle. Um, I, not Michelle. Hannah definitely liked the guy that she chose. Okay. I mean, like, it, like as a as a collective, I mean, in the house, usually you know, guys yeah, talk usually, like yeah. you kind of say, okay, like she really likes these four. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, is that yeah. the like conversation that went on? Uh, in the house or were you all or like just with yourself keeping it to yourself or yes so um yeah combos in the house definitely went on uh, you know uh, I think uh, yeah Nate received the first impression rose so you know Nate's the tall guy he stands out so you know Michelle walks straight to him and hands him the rose so in the back of my head it was like okay I kind of see her type you know <laughs> and that That's is uh like <laughs> yeah, Chris Brown looking like and you see Joe, you know, um, you know, a Minnesota native, um, also a former basketball player, you know. Boom. That's that's a that's another one right there. So um, you know, but I mean despite all that, I always felt like um I had an equal shot. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, Michelle didn't get to know a lot about me, like me, uh, I'm a former basketball player. You know, I played at Rutgers University. What? Yeah. Nice. 
Yeah, I played Rutgers basketball. Shout out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Shout out. It's a D1 yeah. school there, Shout baby. Out, Hell boy. yeah. Yeah. Hey, me. Um, what position? I, what I, position? I, me. <laughs> <laughs> I played the two and the three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Don't we talk too much shit now? You know I'm about to Google you, right? I'm about to see them I, stats right quick. I could <laughs> I could already tell he was throwing some bows down low. Like he was oh, he yeah. was moving some furniture down there. Oh yeah. Google me. Google me. Um, <laughs> you know, I also, you know, I have my bachelor's and master's um in public administration as well. So um, you know, I feel like I'm I'm a man who has the whole package, you know. Um ladies, you know, take I, notice. <laughs> <laughs> so um, but yeah. That that whole environment, I always felt like, um, you know, I had equal opportunity as every man. All of them. Since you just said it, I'm gonna, I, I, I can speak to it now. Obviously, every time I open up my Twitter, King Olu. Every time I open up my Twitter. <laughs> I see a shirt, uh, you without a shirt on. Olu for and Bachelor, I, you see that Olu too. Olu for Bachelor, and I'm not hate, right? I, I love it, because I, I told you, if I had your body, it, it would be off as well. So I'm, I'm not <laughs> hating, it's, it's all love, believe that, all love, right? And uh. so we, I know you getting hit up. I know you getting hit up, so I gotta know, before we let you go, like, what's next for you? What what do you desire next in your life? What's happening? Talk yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah, right now, um, you know, I'm, I'm working on my fitness business, double uh, nice. O fitness. And uh, I like that yeah, much. I might have to trademark Swolu. I might, I might have to. Bro, you better get on it. You better get on it now. Guy, you might want to do it tonight, especially because you just said that. Yeah. Before, tonight, before oh, this man. comes out, before Thursday, oh, yeah. you better you better put that in trademark. Because oh, I might man. do it. <laughs> ABC is about to get on it right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, question, yeah. man. Oh, wait, go ahead. But yeah, um, yeah, just double O fitness working on my brand. Um, you know, and uh me as a model, just you know, just any just really putting my face out there, you know. I feel like uh, you know, I've been slept on in the industry and um no more. You know, it's time for me to shine and flourish. Man said no more. Show Save up, baby. Your chest, boy. No more. No more. <laughs> I have a question, man. Like taking it back uh, to your last uh, day on the show, um, what compelled you to go to Michelle and talk about this dude Martin? Right, like you, it, it, like you went up to her and you were like, "Listen, he's no good." You know, you basically expressed yourself. You know, I'm, I'll be honest. A lot of times when guys talk about other guys to the to the bachelorette. Mm -hmm usually they go home you know what i'm saying so it's like what compelled you like you obviously saw something in him that you didn't want to see with michelle or you know you were protecting her feelings like talk about that a little bit and you know what compelled you to tell her about him yeah so uh martin like honestly i don't have really anything negative to say about him uh great guy you know but you know, I think it was just like his ideologies, like his views. Like, for example, um, when Michelle came down um, during the cocktail party, she mentioned that, um, you know, she had felt unseen. And then Martin, uh, during our, our bro talk, Martin was like, um, don't you guys feel like it's immature that she hasn't dealt with her past traumas? You know, Ooh. about, and this is, yeah. Her past trauma was about her being a black woman, you know, growing up and, he you know, that? not seen. Yeah. yeah, he did. So, he did. Well, he did. And uh, apparently he said it twice. So, uh, you know, that was just something that I heard. And, you know, I'm like in my head, you know, this guy can't go to hometowns. You know, he. I, I'm glad that you said that to Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm yeah. glad that you said that with Michelle. And if we get the chance to talk tomorrow, I'm for damn sure gonna bring it up. He said, yeah, yeah. he said, I already did. He said, I already took care of that, Mike. He said, he said watch me and tell all, I already took care of that. Oh, man. But yeah, I, you know, I had to, uh, you know, protect Michelle um, at all costs. You know, she's, she's a black queen. And, uh, you know, man. even if I'm not getting the most time in the house, you know, I just, I, I just, you know, I have her best interest at heart. Yeah. We'd love to hear it. Love that, man. Love that. Olu, so yeah. you had mentioned uh, that you would love to have an African wedding. Uh, 
to do a big, which I would love to see and be a part of. Uh, so when that does happen, I invite your boy. But <laughs> ditto, ditto. You, I know, right? You were <laughs> you were showing Michelle a little bit about your culture. Can you go into a little bit more about the dish and a little bit more about that? Because your brother want to try it. All right. So me and you, we got a link. Just just so you know. All right. 100%, 100%. I know. I know hundreds of restaurants in New York, but uh, yeah. So uh, the dish I gave Michelle was jollof rice. Um, it's the honestly one of the most popular dishes in um, you know West Africa or Nigeria per se. And um, <laughs> funny enough, there's actually a there's beef between Ghana and Nigeria when it comes to jollof. Yeah, it's like who it's the battle of jollof rice. Like who has the best jollof? But um. Yeah, um, you know, I gave Michelle a little teaser of a taste of Africa, you know, and um, unfortunately it was too spicy for her. Uh, and that means she can't handle the heat. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Love that. So besides besides that dish, any other recs for people out there? Like, what's your favorite Nigerian dish? Oh, man. You know, we have the jollof, we have uh, pandit yam with a goosey. So pandit yam is like, um, it's like, uh, it's yam pounded. Mm. So uh, mm. think of mashed potato and then you literally you grab a piece of it and you dip it in like the vegetable soup. Um, you know, it's like collard greens and uh, they mix it with like tomato stew. It's just- Fufu, fufu you know, not fufu, right? So yeah, it's fufu. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, Pandiyam, another name is Yon, so that's another name. But um, yeah, that's a that's a good dish right there. Good sense of, uh, yeah, good protein too, so. Nice. For all of our listeners out there that, that know about it, uh, do you identify with Ibu, uh, Hasa, Yoruba? Yeah, so. Let, let, for, you know more than I do, let the people know. Yeah, so um yeah, those are the three common tribes. Uh yeah. Yoruba, Ibo, Hausa. So I'm a Yoruba, hundred percent. Okay. okay. Yeah. You know, both my parents, they were born in um uh, Ibadan, Nigeria. And yeah. um my father is like seventy three years old and my mom is like fifty two, twenty years difference. And uh growing up, like their house was literally like this close. So like my dad could like open the bathroom window and hand a shampoo bottle to the next time. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> like that's how close, yeah, that's how close they live. That's crazy. But, um, yeah. That's love right Yoruba. there, man. <laughs> um, yeah, Olumide, meaning of my name. Uh, Olumide means my heroes here. So that's the translation. Love that. that. Love that. Oh, that's fire. Like that was my name. That would definitely be tatted on me. So like Mike, Mike and Brian. Wah, wah, wah. I know. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> we get the boring names. You get the dope. <laughs> that's cool, man. You better hey, trade Mark. You'll, you'll, you'll laugh at this, though. You'll laugh at this. My father's name is John. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? He has three brothers, John, Michael, and Joseph. But, oh, okay, okay. You, so he's like, we, we got to spice it up with Olu. We well, no, very, bib up. very biblical. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. John Michael and Joseph, yeah. yeah, very biblical. But Olu, much appreciated, homie. Uh, I can't wait to link up with you. I'm sure the three of us will link up. Yes. Definitely going to have to go Dude, to this awesome. show. 100%. So y'all be about that work. Y'all are going to outlift me like crazy. I'll just try to keep up. Nah. <laughs> hey, you got your abs. You literally have this. I'll do. do I'll be doing crunches <laughs> while y'all doing uh, the bench press over there. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Well, Olu, keep being great. Uh, we love to see you, and uh, you you got a the Bachelor Nation wants you to be Bachelor, so we'll see what happens in the future. Yeah, here's a petition, but uh, you know, fingers crossed. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Honestly, like I appreciate you guys for having me on your podcast. Uh, truly means a lot, and um, yeah, look forward to seeing you guys soon. Appreciate yeah, you, man. So, man. Thank you so much. You. Have a great one. Bro, I did not know Olu played at Rutgers. Like, there's so Dude. much information that we didn't know about him. D1, D1 basketball right there, man. That's that's huge, man. We, we got to Google him. Got to oh, see those highlights. I already did. He wore number 30. I was thinking, like, I was going to make a joke about him, but I've definitely already been Googling him everything. <laughs>
six yo, two. Man. I've already checked it out. Yo, man, but he is like he's he's a real ass dude, man. Like like Michelle 100%. mentioned, he was a you know pretty much one of the most sincere people that she's ever met. I mean, you could just tell he's really genuine and he loves his family, the way he grew up, you know, everything we we learned about him today and you know, with the women in his family, like I love that man. Like to, rec to receive a things. compliment like that, man, is one thing. But then to back it up and continue to show that through your actions and words uh, yeah. is another thing. And I'm really happy that he stood up for Michelle. Yeah. Uh, to Martin, look, Miami doing bad, bro. Miami was looking good. Bro, at remember Miami like a couple episodes <laughs> yeah. ago, I was like, yeah, bro, Martin represent. Yeah. I was like, eh, not so much anymore. <laughs> not so much anymore. He was like, but uh, no, man. I, like, listen, you know, he did an honorable thing, man. Like, you know, he didn't get the one-on-one. -on -one. Like, maybe he thought his days were numbered, like he mentioned. And, you know, he's like, look, man, I'm going to protect her heart. Like, I don't think no she's right for, this guy's right for her. And, you know, these other dudes, they got, you know, the heads in the right places. And this guy doesn't. So I'm going to I'm gonna lay it on her like that. So I, I love that, that, you know, he was able to communicate with her like that. And, I mean, the conversation of, of the whole season, I think, was that one that he had with the teddy bear and the... 100%. You know, feeling seen and whatnot. I mean, I thought that was that was very powerful. So shout out to Olu, man. Shout out to Olu. And I feel that since he did say on our podcast, you know, that was the first time he's really been that open and vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, I know that he learned that vulnerability builds bridges, Brene Brown, and it'll just continue out in his life. And, you know, whoever he ends up with is going to be a lucky woman. Has He'll be a lucky man. Absolutely. To everyone out there, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And just thank you for tuning in. We love y'all. We definitely love y'all. And we want more of y'all to be into the family. Oh, and by the way, guys, just to let you know, we are casting for The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. So make sure to head to bachelornation.com slash apply. And you never know what can happen. You can find the love of your life. We're trying to get to the bottom of it. So make sure y'all go apply bachelornation.com slash forward slash apply so we can have y'all here on Talking Now and get the chance to speak with you guys as well. And you know, we always love to hear your opinions your stories please keep dming me and telling me how wrong that i am i really do read it and i will get better and sometimes i just like my opinions as well and your insight so please don't forget to like comment follow message us on social at talking out bn that's talking out b as in bachelor in this nation on ig bachelor nation on tiktok yes we on tiktok and facebook and bachelor nation on twitter you know we always love to hear your opinions your stories and your insights so please don't forget to like comment follow message us on social at Talking Out BN. That's Talking Out B as in Bachelor in as a Nation on IG and Bachelor Nation on TikTok and Facebook. And of course, Bachelor Nation on Twitter. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Listen to it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And baby, don't DM me no more. Talking about this and that. Until you hit that subscribe. I love y'all.